Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're part of a balanced breakfast. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including Super Mario Brothers Serial and the possibility of some Resident Evil amiibo. And then on Thursday, uh, on the continuing Resident Evil uh, theme, we're going to talk about Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 on Switch. But first, Mark, how you doing? Doing really good. Yeah, great. Really well. I'm doing really well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it counts when you have to correct yourself. <laughs> We'll try. Doesn't we'll, that doesn't that count the most? No, <laughs> we'll try again next week. Okay, all right. They, Fair. It, it counts the most when you catch yourself, and and don't make the mistake. Oh, in the first I place. see. Right. I see. Okay, that's fair. It's okay. Look, we're none of us perfect. We're all getting there. We're, we're all s- just on the spaceship Earth, mm-hmm. just making our way around the galaxy, making our way in the world today. Takes everything you got. <laughs> that's cheers, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I don't think that's Cheers. <laughs> All right, well. I think you knew that wasn't Cheers. I think I know that is Cheers. Look, we're never going to solve Maybe this today. Maybe I'm thinking today. of the Flamin' Flame Mo song. I love the Flamin' Mo song, and that's uh, when the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bills, <laughs> that's a dark song. <laughs> that's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just go down to Flamin' Mo's. Uh, weather report. Uh, Unseasonably warm, I would say. Yeah, cool at night, mm-hmm. but um, like seventy five during the day. Yeah, we need rain, and we're not getting it. No, nope. but nobody seems to care this year. That's true. Uh, well, because it was rainy last. I don't know. I don't know why nobody cares this year. Are we still in a drought? <laughs> Maybe we're all just wishing for death. That I mean, that could be. <laughs> We've got bigger problems now. Ooh, we don't have enough water. <laughs> The maniac in the White House. Uh, our guest weather today is Edgerton, Wisconsin. Uh, seems like they're maybe also unseasonably warm on account of it is the end of Earth. It's December now, um, and they're like in the 50s. Uh, although uh, it looks like this coming week, it's it's cooling down um, back to freezing temperatures, um, but possibly a little bit sunny. Doesn't look like any snow, which I know um, they could be getting at this time of year. Oh, big ups to Edgerton, Wisconsin. Big ups to all of our all of our Wisconsin listeners. I'm broadening Theore- it out. Theoretically, we've gone over this before. Theoretically, yes, but we do it city by city. I understand. Uh, uh, we have an update on the Sonic Forces um, borrowing um, program. Um, I have still I have not seen my uh, copy of it since I sent it, sent it off to Texas. Um, uh, our, our listener in Texas, of course, you are welcome to play it as long yeah, as you want. Yeah, take your time. It's like Gamefly. Take, is that how Gamefly works? So you have it as long as you want? Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, an email on this topic um, from our listener, Chandler. Um, Chandler writes, he writes kind of a bunch, so bear with me on this. Uh, first, he asks, uh, why can't Mark ever thank me at the end for listening to the episode? Why does Patrick have to do both intro and outro every time? I, I don't even think Mark would be a better host, but can we get a little variation? Just throwing jabs love every episode. You know how it is. Uh, then he goes on to say, uh, about that copy of Sonic Forces, 
Did you only get a Switch copy? What if I returned the Switch copy, and then in parentheses, please include receipt, and then bought a Steam copy and made a Steam account expressly so NCS listeners can play in offline mode with this NCS Steam account? That that way, as long as we all sign in and download it and don't play with Steam in online mode, we could literally all be playing the same copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, sorry for this uh, being so long. I just thought you would enjoy this. Signed, your job's a joke, your broken love life's DOA Chandler. What do you think about that, Mark? Chandler, that seems ingenious to me. I don't understand the legalities of it. It does seem like, look, we're all, we're friends with our, uh, with everyone, right? You're all our friends. Yeah. You listen to this show. We're all friends. I, I also don't know if it would be legal for us to be sharing it. You can't like see that. it, but I'm like, I'm winking really hard. Yeah. So like Chandler, wink, wink if you set that up, wink, wink. Um, we don't know the legality of it. And we waive uh, ourselves of any responsibility of that. But, but it sounds like a great idea. Right. And if you like, you know, got back to us with like a a uh, like password or something for that account uh and you know again we we're doubting the legality of right it. wink 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 uh and we just read some like random letters and numbers on this podcast no one would know what that means wink wink mark what have you been playing this week so i finished doom hey or congratulations. i finished the campaign on of doom thank you very much it was uh awesome i really enjoyed it i had a blast i liked it way more than i was expecting to great uh, I ran into one kind of annoying bug at the end there where I killed the final boss and it glitched out and so never went into it never went into like an end game state. Oh. So the So you um, killed the boss and then So I killed the boss uh-huh. and its health bar was completely empty and then it was just writhing around on the ground. Um because That's satisfying in its own <laughs> right though, yeah. In a way. And like fitting cuz you're just like stuck in hell forever. Do you know the end of God of War 3? Your, do, you, do you know how uh, God of War 3 ends? Yes. Okay. Because you told me. I've never played God of War 3. The way God of War 3 ends is you're Kratos, you're killing all the gods, and you're fighting Zeus, the last god that you haven't murdered. Um, and you, uh, it's the, the game, as it does so many times, prompts you to just like jam on the X button to continue punching Zeus's head. Um, and it just never stops prompting you to press X. <laughs> so like you can pummel Zeus literally forever. So I imagine this was similar to what you were expecting experiencing in doom kind of except i knew it was broken (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait this isn't right Mm -hmm. because you kind of do like a finishing move on them but like that finishing move state never initiated sure so i had to reload the checkpoint and go through the final boss battle again yeah which you know not terrible but kind of annoying to have to do because you're like i beat it and no no No, i I gotta do it again (laughs) uh but i also really like the economy of story in this game like you defeat the final boss you go back to mars and uh, there's just like a 30 second cutscene where it's just like, um, this like android dude comes yeah. over and is like, "Thanks for your be, be, like in a sinister way is basically like, thanks for your help this time. See you later." As in like, what? "I'll see you later" type thing. <laughs> I don't know. I love that game. It was so much fun. Cool. Um, man, that that's great. I love a good like tidy ending of a game. Like. When you've just finished a big game, I don't think you, and not even like a big game, but like really almost any gameplay experience, you don't really want to sit there and watch like a video of, right? I mean, as we've talked about on the show, most video game stories are terrible. Yeah. So no, I absolutely do not. 
want to watch cutscenes 99.9999% of the time. Uh, on a related topic, we've both been playing from the Resident Evil Revelations <laughs> collection. Uh, Mark picked up number one. I picked up number two. We're going to be talking about that on Thursday. Um, but Mark, you've also been playing a little Stardew? Yes. Um, Alex and I finally got hitched. Congratulations. Thank you. I was like... Where are you registered? I guess you already got hitched. <laughs> we it's are, too late. Yeah, it's too late. You can You're give, just rude at this point. No, 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 no. You can give a wedding present a full year after the couple gets married. Well, by that, couldn't you just couldn't you just give one anytime? Yeah, but I'm saying it's still polite. To give one... A, a full year a full after year someone after gets married, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. Right. That's a hot tip from your friends <laughs> at NCS. Don't be rude. Yeah, but also don't be rude, yes. And buy from the registry... Like, don't go off registry. How do you feel about cash? Oh, great. I yeah. feel, feel great about cash. Mm-hmm. Look, everyone has expenses. All of our taxes are going to destroy us. <laughs> but I also think registry is nice because then, mm-hmm. like, if people can't afford to give a lot of cash, they can buy something from the registry that's not as expensive. And I think they it feels better to do that than to be like, here's 10 bucks. Right. Oh, and I think also, like... People, while they may choose something off the the registry that they would never buy themselves, it's always something that they're like excited to get or like at least interested in getting. Also, don't stress out about a gift for your friend for wedding because if they're your real friend, they don't won't care how much you spend. Absolutely, but uh, if you don't spend a lot of money and they get mad at you, you've just discovered you don't have a real friend. In this exactly, person. that person sucks. Anyway, Stardew Valley is great. We got married. Um, so the only thing that kind of bums me out about it yeah. is Alex is, uh, he's like in the, like working on the farm and everything. Mm-hmm. And the first time after we were married that I talked to him, he's like, man, it's a lot harder getting used to like doing the dishes and cooking and everything. Uh, but I knew that's what I was signing up for when we got married. And I was like, Hey, in my head, I was like, Hey, Alex, like, I don't want to stop you from doing what you want to do. <laughs> you know, like, I still want you to pursue your dreams. You don't have to like cook. It's right. fine. I'll just buy salads from the like bar every night. It's right. fine. Let's split these domestic responsibilities. Yeah. Making the way in the world today takes everything you got. Is that from Cheers? I think it's from the Cheers song. With that the, like cadence? Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll worry about it later. We'll worry about it later. We will worry about it later, but we will address it later. Like you mark my words. Uh, in the meantime, let's get get into the new releases. So new releases this week are a lot of indies. Mm-hmm. We've kind of exhausted the like big headliner releases for Nintendo platforms this year, which kind of makes sense. You know, like Black Friday has passed. Mm-hmm. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out on Friday. Did you end up picking up a copy? My reserved copy is sitting at Best Buy, nice. waiting nice. for me to make up my mind <laughs> if I really want to get it or not. Um and so, I don't know, it's kind of a nice breather. There are some indies coming out this week on Switch. Um, so on December 5th, This is the Police, the physical version comes out, and then Caveman Warriors on the Switch eShop. On December 7th, there's Human Fall Flat, uh, Tesla Grad, Phantom Breakers, Battlegrounds Overdrive, Dimension Drive, Plague Road, Vostok Inc., Slaying Back from Hell, probably some other indies that uh, aren't listed here. Mm-hmm. But Any, anything on here like strike you as something that you're even remotely interested in? Not, or? uh, not really. But it's kind of a relief. Yeah, no it, kidding. It's right? like a little bit of a breather. It seems like, uh, 
we'll probably hear in the next month or two, you know, what uh, Nintendo's early 2018 is going to look like. But for now, it seems like there's some catch-up time for me to play some games that I've neglected or wasn't able to finish or was interested in picking Mm -hmm. up months ago. Yeah, I still haven't picked up Golf Story. Golf Story! Yeah, it's a great time to get into it. Uh, A very good time to get into it. Speaking of getting into it... Making your way in the world today. Oh, this is frustrating for me. Because <laughs> it's the first line. <laughs> it's the first line, yeah. <laughs> but the, the reason that we didn't, uh, you don't like associate it with it, is that like the song really kicks in. We are listening to the whole cheer song. Here. Was this a song written specifically for the show? I don't know. I don't know either. It's a good ditty. It is. It's it's a good song, and it's about making your way in the world today. Uh, all right, Mark. Th- those are the new releases. Um, we're not gonna play any of those, I don't think. Let's uh, move out of the segment. Now it's time for a regular feature on our show. It's time for four thirty three. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called Four Thirty Three, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and thirty three seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of Four Thirty Three, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, today I want to talk about three D. Just in general, it seems like a thing that we were all doing and excited about and paying more for. Um, And I have just, we got to a point with movies, right? Where uh, it just became like kind of standard when you were like, oh, is that the 3D one? Are we going to see it in 3D? Um, To like, I don't even think about it anymore. I just assume that it's not in 3D. What happened to it? I guess is my question. Yeah, we definitely went through like a, boom and bust cycle because okay so you and i both saw coco recently yeah and was that even offered in 3d i have no idea i have no idea either i i saw it not in in 3d i also saw it not in 3d and i don't even know if 3d was an option and yeah. that seems strange to me that like an animated film like this wouldn't be released in 3d is the new star wars coming out in 3d i don't know was the was force awakens in 3d i i genuinely can't i remember. i can't remember either i want to say yes yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know. It was. It was. I feel like it was one of those things where like, uh, marketing told us we were supposed to be excited about it, right? And so we were, and then, or at least we tolerated it. For well, I don't. I mean, I I know that I personally, leading up to Avatar, it was like, oh yeah, if you're gonna see Avatar, the way to see it is in 3D. You know, like that sort of thing. Right. Which I think I don't like Avatar, but I think that remains true. Um, like I saw Avatar in the theater, was bored by it. Um, saw Avatar like again years later at home on TV, and I was like, "This is real dumb. <laughs> There's no point to watching it, not in 3D." Well, it's the same reason why that Alice in Wonderland movie, the oh, Tim yeah. Burton one, made like over a billion dollars because right. it was like it hit at the perfect time right after mm-hmm. Avatar. It was like the next big like event. I don't know. I feel like a lot of it was TV makers were struggling for a way to sell new TVs. Because remember when, like, top-of-the-line TVs were 3D TVs for a while? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make... I mean, and, you know, obviously we're talking about... um, We have a Nintendo show, and I don't want to break the contract of 433, but the 3DS. um, And they've quietly kind of, like, newer versions of that. They're like, oh, yeah, here's 
two DSs. You know, well, we've and gotten rid of three D games. A lot of times won't even support it. Yeah, like Pokemon um, is like very limited amount of actual 3D. I don't know. Sometimes VR reminds me of 3D, yeah. where it's like, I think there are use cases for it, and I think there's obviously a dedicated fan base, um, but as like widespread adoption of VR, I, yeah. it's, it's difficult for me to imagine. Well, it's also, it's weird to think that like there are movies that are movies that are made, like filmed in 3D, right? Um, and that those movies are like intended to be viewed in 3D, and like that make like that makes sense to me. Um, but then it's weird that they would also op- offer like a 2D version of that. Um, and similarly, that there are movies filmed in 2D that are then like, you know, they just like juice it. They turn flip the 3D switch. I know it's much harder than that. Um, but they're like to pretend that it was 3D. It was just like they don't feel like they're the same medium necessarily. Like you f- would film things different ways if you expect it to be in 3D. I remember um, when the first Thor came out um, that we had the option of seeing it in um, 3D or 2D and like ended up waiting around like by the theater for an hour to see it in 2D instead of 3. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so was the most recent Thor in 3D also? I don't know, because you and I saw Thor Dark 2. World yeah. in 3D. Uh-huh. I remember because my glasses were messed up <laughs> for part of it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know if the most recent Thor was uh, presented in 3D ever. It, it just it seems like a way now for studios to like make a little extra money, but mm-hmm. not like it seems like they expect most people to see it in 2D. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably right. That they're just assuming because like you don't hear about people filming in uh, 3D anymore, um, and like uh, the Hobbit after the like 60 frames per second. That's right. Fiasco, or was it 40, 48 it's, I think it's 48. 48. And isn't, uh, aren't the new Avatar movies supposed to be doing the same thing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Are those Avatar movies actually coming out? Do we know this for sure? Like, <laughs> I mean, nothing is certain. That's right. It's still hot in LA. <laughs> that's right. We need rain. <laughs> we um, need it bad. I, I feel like any uh, attempt to make movies... Oh, well, we'll never well, know. Well, I guess we will never know about movies. We were accompanied today... By the uh, Royal Center School of Speech and Drama, MA Musical Theater Department. Um, Mark, let's get into the news. Kellogg's and Nintendo are teaming up for a Super Mario cereal, which should be hitting store shelves starting December 11th. Built into the box seems to be an, an amiibo card that players can try with Super Mario Odyssey. This is a this is a fun weird thing, right? Well, it's it like an image of it showed up sometime last week online, right? And people were speculating: is this real? Is it fake? Nobody knew. It became like this big like thing, <laughs> right? And then it turned out that it is real. It's basically Lucky Charms, but with like Mario stars and question box instead of uh pots of gold. Um, are you a big cereal Pot of guy? Pots of gold. Pot of golds. Hmm. I mean, Lucky Charms and not Lucky's Charm. <laughs> we'll figure out later. Obvious. Um, are you a big cereal guy? Yeah, I am a big cereal guy. Uh, so are you excited about this? If I see it in store, I will definitely pick it up. I've already promised to pick it up for a friend and mail it to them if I see it. Because they live in the UK. Oh, okay. And uh, it's not being released there. Uh... Just one other more thing we can lord over the queen. That's true. 
Sorry, Queen. You don't get our taxes, and you also don't get our cereal. Um, why? Why is it coming to the states and not to like? It's not coming to Canada. And it's not coming to. I don't know that like Kellogg's has much like international distribution. Oh, that's a good. I guess I I don't know. I, cereal is such uh, an American. Oh, absolutely. Thing. We got like conned into thinking that leftover wheat flakes are nutritious somehow. Right. That it's food in any. <laughs> In any way, shape, or form. Man, we're real dumb. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I'm a little bit excited about this. And, like, I want to go to the store on December 11th to, like, get it. Well, okay. Before everybody rushes the store on December 11th. Right. It, this is, it's not like uh, a movie release or, like, a video game release where stores are going to be hoarding it and then it'll just be released on December 11th. Right. Like be- It's already appeared on store shelves, Yeah, like, right? it could yeah. be out there now. Your store may never get it. It might trickle in. You know, so please don't, like, hound the people at your local grocery store because they're, they don't know. Right. If anything, continue to bother the employees at GameStop. Like- <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Demand the GameStop start stocking cereal. You know what? If if I was in charge of a GameStop, I would make sure that we had some boxes of that cereal. That seems synergistic to me, right? Like, just do it. No, or cereal in general. Well, oh, okay. You mean because it's like gamer, gamer fuel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, we sell cereal and energy drinks <laughs> at the GameStop. Um, uh, do what do we know about what these amiibos are? So it. Oh, so it seems the Amiibo functionality is basically like a glorified Amiibo card. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, but it seems like the functionality in Odyssey is it gives you, like, gold coins or a heart. Okay. It seems limited. It's right. not like a new costume or anything like that. I mean, and, and all of the, like, Amiibo functionality um, is fairly limited. Um, the I, I've been using the Bowser Amiibo a lot, the Wedding Bowser Amiibo. Um, because he highlights the location of a purple coin with like a little purple reticle that like you can see through like walls or whatever. Um, and so when you're like, I've got all but three of the purple coins where, you know, when you're like, I'm done running around this kingdom, I don't want to just like waste time anymore. Um, it's been a nice like little way to do that. But I'm saying that's not what this the cereal box does. <laughs> Would you think that it will work on anything? Like, you know, like a game that accepts any amiibo, do you think it'll work on? I would One hope so that like uh that it works on like Breath of the Wild which you know, can just you can make it rain you know whatever. Um yeah, I would I would hope so. I mean we d- we don't know. All we know is the Super Mario Odyssey functionality. Yeah. If I see it in stores I will pick it up. I I don't think I'm going to like really go out of my way to try to find it. I mean, I will go out of my way in that I don't ever buy cereal. Right. So like I'll I'll walk down the cereal aisle. Mm-hmm. Um and spend the like 4 bucks for a <laughs> For a box of Super Mario cereal. We were talking about this uh, just before we started rolling, um, but this is not the first Nintendo cereal that has uh, come out in the States. Uh, something like 30 years ago, there was a like split box of cereal that was uh, Mario on one half and Zelda on the other. Um, it's inter- I, is, maybe it's not interesting, but it, uh, that this cereal is just Mario and not um, you know the two franchises. It's also interesting that we haven't had anything like that for like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is there no Pokemon cereal? Mm, I wonder if there has been Pokemon cereal, because that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, it does seem like a no-brainer. And that they would just make 151 different marshmallows, and you have to collect them. Like, There's no guarantee that they're all in that box. <laughs> 
Uh, when we recorded last Thursday's episode on Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which you sh- everybody should listen to if you mm-hmm. haven't already, we talked and about... And you should friend us. Our friend codes are in the episode oh, description. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We talked about how the game has the opportunity to continually change and offer seasonal events, potentially. And then on November 30th, the day that that episode was released, mm-hmm. um, they did so. They launched a holiday-themed event. It kind of sucks, though. Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? That's <laughs> That's what these kind of games do, right? So basically, you can craft special holiday-themed items, but you need to farm candy canes. A special currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do that by completing tasks for different animal friends. And everyone gets a Santa hat, though. Oh, uh, uh. So I'm rocking right. my Santa hat. Okay. <laughs> and I think a couple of people uh, have friended me. Oh, good. Uh, or at least I assume I think they're from the show. But always looking for more. Haven't hit that 100, 100 cap yet. Um, it's the, it caps at, at 100? I believe so. Mm, I have not actually gone back into Animal Crossing Pocket Camp since we talked about it last. Um, so I feel like I should because the game is charming. Mm-hmm. And now there are candy canes. I mean, you might have a couple of friends request sitting there. I might. It's so, charming. Right. It's not like mm-hmm. knock your socks off. But for more on that, you can listen to Thursday's episode. Right. And I like my socks. Then it's I'm right saying up I don't want them knocked yeah, off. Yeah, I know that right. I'm saying this game is perfect. Uh, Atlas confirmed Shimigami Tensei Five will be coming to the West. I guess I kind of assumed this was happening, but there was no official confirmation. Now there is. I also guess I sort of assumed that. I sort of guess I assumed that. We'll never know. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. Um, I mean, a lot of the Shimigami Tensei games end up coming to the west at at some point right yeah i mean between this and uh persona yeah i mean this is basically atlas's signature franchise uh persona has grown in visibility a lot right so i mean persona is a is a spinoff of shimigami that's right right? so i assumed that it was going to come here but now we know for sure it will be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no uh so it's supposed to come out i believe next year in japan but no release date or even hint of a release date in uh the west yet but i Hopefully 2018 as well. Um, does it seem like Atlas puts out a ton of role-playing games? Like, yeah. They just put out like a ton of games, period, but then like they're all JRPGs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when they do something yeah. a little bit different like Catherine, it's yeah. always interesting. Man, that game's so good. Catherine's so good. I really like that game. Well, and so I think we'll continue to see more Atlas games on... I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we see like a Persona 5 Golden or something like that. Right. Golden being the sort of uh, like special edition that the, the last generation there was a Persona Persona 4 Golden that was a Vita ex- exclusive. I believe right? so, yeah. Um, and was kind of like the only game you heard about people playing on Vita, um, but also is like the definitive Persona experience. Um. I'm not as convinced, like, there's some relationship between the Persona series and Sony um, that, I mean, at, at the very least, they're published by Sony, right? I don't think so. That might not be right. Yeah, I, don't, um, I, I think they're published by Atlas, which is a subsidiary of Sega. Right. Um, well, then maybe it's just uh, they have some sort of exclusivity, but it would be nice to see it come off of that and appear on um, Nintendo stuff. Yeah, I mean, like... At uh, Persona Mystery Q or whatever it was called came out on the 3DS. Right, there's there were another two of those. one coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's been released yet. I, I think it really what it came down to was, uh, PlayStation for many generations was the go-to platform for third-party RPGs. Sure. Uh, not in the handheld space because in the handheld space, uh, outside of like right, it was the Vita and the 3DS, just depending on what kind of audience you were hitting, but. 
the Vita is dead. The Mm -hmm. 3DS is pretty much dead. The PS, you know, like, I think all of those kind of titles will be coming to the Switch. It just makes the most sense for a Japanese publisher to do so. Yeah, absolutely. In an interview with 4Gamer, Monolith Soft president uh, Tetsuya Takahashi expressed interest in having Xenoblade Chronicles X brought to the Switch. Uh, Interesting. Um, He just made that statement before, like seeing how uh xenoblade chronicles 2 did on on the platform was just like yeah let's bring x now x is the like the side story one right i i don't know the relationship to it like i don't know as far as like story side story but yeah it's the one on the wii u okay um and i i guess i wouldn't be like totally surprised i think xenoblade chronicles 2 seems teed up to be the most successful launch of uh either of those games yeah or of any of the games in this xenoblade series so far and the you know we've seen other wii u games that didn't really make a splash partly because of the small user base Mm -hmm. like brought like uh pokin tournament brought brought onto the switch so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if we eventually saw it especially like as like a kind of maybe a title to like tide us over in between monolith soft projects sure sure and i mean i guess especially look we don't know what 2018 is bringing um i mean like really all we know on the switch is like a kirby game and a yoshi game um so like yeah there there are a lot of blank spaces to fill in and like nintendo's been so good this year about like every month is a new like is another like high profile um nintendo game um and two is not enough to get through 12 months yeah. We need at least 10 more. <laughs> well, one thing that I didn't mention that I actually didn't write down here, but on Thursday, the Game Awards are happening. Yep. And Nintendo it, it was holding a contest to give away like four tickets to attend. They, in the past couple of years, have had some sort of announcement or like presentation or like something to show there. Right. We, we saw some like extended look at uh, Breath of the Wild last year. That's the first time we saw Kaz. And right? Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the music playing bird. And the year before that was the uh, Cranky Kong reveal. Yeah. So, so I mean, big things happen. <laughs> big I, things happen it, at the Game Awards. It would be, I guess, perfect timing to reveal the uh, Breath of the Wild uh, DLC, the Champions Ballad. That's yeah. coming out. But maybe there we'll see like an announcement of some sort on thursday yeah um arms has been updated to version 4.1 and springtron is now available perhaps you could explain a little bit more about what that means so springtron is basically the evil robot version of springman um he was a uh like enemy character like a boss character that was uh introduced a a little while back um, I think in October. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not not even um all that long ago. Um, but now he is a a playable character. So, you know, it's like getting to play as Akuma or whatever. Um or like Noob Cybot. <laughs> yeah, or Dark Link. All 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 good references. Um so yeah, I mean it's just uh continuing to grow the um arms roster. That's four new characters that we've gotten since launch. Yeah, it also seems like uh the cadence of updates is coming more frequently yeah it, you know, d- it like, does seem like that yeah uh because in october you know you had that stuff added including springtron mm-hmm. and then we just had a massive update a couple of weeks ago yeah. that included party crash mode and us the second party crash was announced for this weekend then you have this update so i don't know maybe they've kind of hit like a 
a point in development where they can roll this stuff out a little bit yeah. more frequently. Or, I mean, it, it's, it could be that they've also gotten their other releases out of the way um, that, like, you know, they had some of this stuff and we're just kind of, like, holding it well. Like, okay, no, Splatoon is out. We don't need to, oh, Mario is out. We don't, you know, need to introduce more content. Um, but, yeah, keep, keep throwing them ARMS characters in there. It's, it's fun to have more. So Capcom almost made Resident Evil Revelations Amiibo, or I guess just Resident Evil Amiibo. Uh, Ryota uh, Nitsuma told the Japanese magazine Famitsu that they started work on Hunk and Lady Hunk figures, but, quote, various circumstances caused Capcom to pull the plug. Okay. Capcom. Hunk and Lady Hunk? I guess they feature... I haven't, I haven't played it yet, but I guess they feature kind of prominently in the Resident Evil Revelations 2, like, raid mode. I haven't played any of the raid mode. Look. But still, why wouldn't you do, like, one of the characters? Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you be like, here's Barry Burton. Here's yeah. Claire Redfield. Right. What are playable characters in, in the first one, though? Uh, Jill Valentine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> characters that everyone who's played any Resident Evil games know, and not Hunk and Lady Hunk. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I, it is, of course, but it's a bad choice. <laughs> so uh, Capcom has made third-party amiibo, amiibo before for Monster Hunter stories that I think they're Japan exclusive. Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil Revelations, both games do support, do have like amiibos support. Yeah. You can obtain ammo and, or like points. Yeah. Yeah. At the, I mean, we will talk more about uh, how um, points work in Thursday's episode. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting that it is. Uh, it's already supporting um, amiibo. Um, and like, I don't know. I I think I would have a hard time saying no to a Barry Burton amiibo. Well, that's not what you're going to get. Remember, you're going. No, to get I know. Hunk I was going to get Hunk and Lady Hunk, <laughs> which I could easily say no to. Here's my experience with Hunk, Mark. Hunk first prim- first showed up in Resident Evil Two as like a ultra hard to unlock um like side mission right you had to beat the was it just the backwards scenario like the the b scenario um without saving so therefore also without dying without using any first aid spray and in like under two and a half hours or something like that and um you know this is back when i had the time and patience to play one game like 10 times um but like i got to a point where like i would come home from school and like put on resident evil 2 play through the scenario as far as I could until dying um, and then be like, okay, I'm going to come back to it tomorrow and would just keep doing that. And then eventually I did unlock um, Hunk. And then at that point I was like, this PlayStation memory card <laughs> is com- is going to travel with me until I die. Um, I don't know where it is now, but uh, yeah. So then you would play as Hunk, which is a scenario I could never beat. It was too hard. But if you did beat it, you could play as a hunk of tofu. <laughs> so where's my tofu amiibo? Uh, finally, we're acknowledging that by the time this episode comes out on Tuesday, Capcom will have had their Mega Man 30th anniversary live stream yesterday. Right. Uh-huh. We are recording this on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. There's a live stream about Mega Man on Monday, which for you, the listener who is listening to this the day it comes out, will be yesterday. Uh, Nintendo of America retweeted Capcom's announcement, so it seems like a good bet something Mega Man related is coming to a Nintendo platform. 
We'll, of course, follow up on n- any news announced next week. But, Patrick, you're a big mega head. Hmm. No, yes. that's canon. <laughs> that's canon in, in the uh, NCS universe. Uh, the, the Mega Man fans are, are mega heads. Uh, I mean, I, I, want the, I want the small things. I want Legacy Collection 1 and 2 ported over to Switch. Uh, I want maybe a, uh, you know, Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Bring that on over. Uh, or Mega Man 11. Um, you know, the uh, Mega Man's 9 and 10 were both great, like, versions of, like, throwback retro Mega Man games. Uh, do it again. Do it again. I'll take that. Do you have any thoughts or feelings? Or you don't really care just, for the Mega Man series? Just that I have, like, basement low expectations for what this is going to be. Oh, yeah. No, the, I'm I'm talking pie in the sky, and I expect pie in the dumpster. <laughs> right, know? right. But it's so sad that our pie in the sky for Mega Man is ports of the Legacy Collections right. brought to a platform we enjoy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I mean, so this is for the 30th anniversary, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, for the 25th anniversary, they, uh, like, all they, all they did to, like, celebrate Mega Man was... Um, like someone was working on a Mega Man Cross Street Fighter, uh, like fan game, and they like bought it and signal boosted it a little bit, um, but and then released it only on PC. Like you couldn't get it, <laughs> couldn't get it on a PlayStation or an, any other platform. And the like the game was a good effort, but like the levels are poorly designed and kind of weird. Um, but the boss fights are cool because it's all with like Street Fighter characters. My point is they've been like kind of it's half measures, right? Um, and I'd just like it would be nice if they actually did something new with Mega Man in like a, a substantive way. It doesn't have to be around an anniversary, but like come on. That's that's like a flagship character and franchise. Cautiously optimistic. Mm, cautiously optimistic or like defeatedly pessimistic. <laughs> What's the difference at this point? I, I honestly don't know, Mark. Um, all right, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, you should follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. We are at Nincart Society, and the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you have any questions for us or would like to get in touch with us about anything that we've messed up over the course of this show. Or you want to sign up to receive a copy of Sonic Forces. Right, that is still in the mix. Someday I will get my copy of Sonic Forces or back. Or maybe there will just be a offline Steam account. Right, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. We do not endorse this in any way, shape, or form. But wink, 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 wink. But wink, 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 wink. Uh, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. We will read your emails al- aloud on this show um, as I stumble through them. Um, remember, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you like the episode, please share it uh, in any way you can. It helps us tremendously uh, anytime something is shared or reviewed to get those reviews. Um, I haven't noticed any new reviews lately, Mark. Have you noticed any new reviews lately? No, but I haven't checked. No. But maybe we'll make it a point to check this week and see what happens. Maybe this is the week where we check. Yeah. So maybe this is the week where you write one. Listener? Maybe. Uh, if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we also write about comic books on RatcomPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can check out 8BitBetty's music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening.
That's a creative podcast network.